211th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast, where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your co-hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Hello, Lee. Let me say that I'm here with my other better half of the co-hosting team, Lee, go ahead and give yourself because every every time we do this, every time we do this, you never that give yourself good. a round of applause. You always give me one, and I, I appreciate it, and I love you, and I and I care about you, and you deserve applause too, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate that you're thinking of me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we're both thinking of someone a little special. We can't help it. Oh no, he's sitting he's right in front of us, staring right at us. <laughs> it is funny man Ryan Mawson. Welcome, Ryan. Can I? Can you I? Can, yeah, you can up, clap along with the right soundboard. That's cool. <laughs> He's clapping himself. A little yep. baby clap. That's uh, good. Yeah, there you go. I could have given myself uh, as much encouragement as possible. But can I start off by saying this is not the 211th episode? It's not. No. What is it? Um, the 212th. Yeah. You're right. I lo- that's how I like to start off every, right. <laughs> every conversation. He immediately was kind of putting his hand up yeah. as if to say, you're fucking up already. Yeah, right? okay. yeah it's a professional podcast. I, what happened here is I misnamed last week's file 212. Oh, okay. Oh. And so I'm filling in the gap now. Okay, here we go. This is actually 212, though. 212. This is not 211 Philharmonic. Well, you've already come in handy. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being yeah, here. I'll, I'll leave now. Keep it sharp. Can we go ahead and count that as a correct answer for Ryan? Yeah, do I get a yeah, point? Yeah, we'll, we'll give you one of those. Yeah. yeah. All right. mm-hmm. nice. And we'll give me one of these. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. All right. Now, Ryan, you are a old friend of ours. You're mm-hmm. from the Southwest Florida area, mm-hmm. uh, currently residing in Tallahassee. North Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, people can see you at the uh, stand-up events up there in Tallahassee, North Florida. Yeah, there's a couple of dive bars that let us do that. I've seen <laughs> you the, a couple times at Bird's Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack. That's every Wednesday at 8.30? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only great comedy, but uh, also great burgers. Yes. And oysters, obviously. And hot dogs now. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I love a good hot dog. Uh, what do you guys call them? I, I heard Gliz- bangers. Gliz- oh, well, glizzies. Yeah. Glizzies is, has become the new internet term for hot dogs for whatever reason. Because they glisten something? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. They're you're wet. Them, they're sweaty. It's a sweaty Swe- type of meat. Sweaty meats. Mm-hmm. Love. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, when we call him a funny man, that does not just mean that he is a man that is funny. He does stand up and, and other such stuff. He has made it. It's the only accomplishment I have. I've, I opened up for Nick Thune. That's my. Hey, that's my, there you go. Yeah, that's a claim to fame. He put it on your tombstone. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? He despised me. How did I tell you what so? Uh, his just body language, his face, his everything <laughs> just told me that he had no like enjoyment of my company. <laughs> okay, or so my stand up. He or, had a certain look. And then yeah. when you came into his presence, you watched the transformation. Yeah, he, he seemed really happy before I came around. <laughs> you came around. He's like, ah, oh, shit, oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. Well, there you go. I mean, if you want somebody to make you feel better about yourself, book Ryan That's as me, your yeah. as your opener. I'm cheap. But you're you're cut from the same cloth as us. Basically, you're from Southwest Florida. Yeah. You were actually one of my earliest creative collaborators. We worked a lot together in high school. Yeah, trying to make funny videos and stuff and TV production. <laughs> And use we that to our advantage. Mm-hmm. We were both drawers. We, yep. We both, mm-hmm. uh, I think, failed English 4 because we just drew. Yep. 
Miss, I don't know if Miss I failed. Miller hated us. Oh, oh I yeah. failed. I forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you would. I would also like to remind you, as far as accomplishments are concerned, you did keep the Edison Mall safe. I did for quite a while. But that I was stop by and and uh, <laughs> and make sure that everything was uh, up and running and that you got plenty of nap time in. I slept on dough. Yeah. I. I. I I'm. It's not my proudest <laughs> not moment, money. but I'm also kind of proud of it. It's well, good. Have you slept on dough? It's not uh, yes, not, mon- not the piles of money that you make, Mark. No, 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 not no, no, no. I dough. working at Auntie Anne's for fifteen years. There were there were times or two where I would sleep on dough. Yes, I it's have. pretty comfortable. And it's if nobody bad. has slept on dough, I highly recommend it. There are worse places to sleep. True. And as we both went to the same high school, I mm-hmm. do remember that you were voted most unforgettable <laughs> in our senior year of high school. Isn't Whoops. that ironic? Yeah. No, no, no. We got you here. I mean, I'm remembering you, and now you will be immortalized in no-no history That's as a guest true. on the show. So we've got you on record here. Uh, <laughs> like every other year, do you like flip through your numbers and say, oh, who do I need to delete? Brian? He's most I'll unforgettable. No, I remember him. him. Yeah. <laughs> I should post this in the alumni group on Facebook. <laughs> 2003. Hey, like, wonder where we are now? We're in our living room talking about a trivia podcast. And we like, who? <laughs> no, no, no. You're most unforgettable, Ryan. Uh, yeah, me and Aubrey Downs. There you go. Yeah. Who? Shout out to Aubrey. <laughs> See, you remember her. Shout out to Aubrey Downs. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I feel like uh, calling someone unforgettable automatically kind of it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Because when you say like this person's unforgettable, you kind of like make it to be like, All right, I got to remember them then because they're unforgettable. So I think it kind of helps itself. I remember being upset because I didn't get most funny, but that's also kind of like this high expectation. Who got that? Um, we were really funny in high school. We were really funny. I know funny. everybody thinks that, but we yeah. were really funny. No, we had yeah. video documentation of such, you know. We, we did that thing where we made the teachers laugh. So the teachers let us get out of their classes to go it's make true. more videos. Yeah. Mm. So we we had the professional, you know, authorities saying, you guys go and be funny. I think together. I think it would be a great future episode Mm -hmm. to find the Mr. and Mrs. most funny and have them on the podcast, (laughs) no matter what they're doing now, just cold invite them and have two of those really funny, the funny man and the funny woman from some year in North Fort Myers high school. Just find those funny red knights from, you know, whatever it was, 99, 2000. Yep. And just have them on. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't think I ever won like most anything. I've got a yearbook. We can, we can find out who we this should is. Do th- we yeah. should, I'm being serious. We should do this. <laughs> It'd yeah. be really funny. I rem- well, not to ignore our guests that we have here. Of no, course, no, no. we're happy to have the most unforgettable. Oh, please yeah. don't forget yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was- <laughs> Please don't forget me. Now we're going to have to find, what was her name? Aubrey Downs. Aubrey Downs. Yeah. Yeah. We got to find her. She's around. She's around. Aubrey Downs is around. She's around. (laughs) Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today. I know Uh, you brought some questions. I did. Before we get to our quiz though, we do want to go over our weekly wrap up. Oh yeah. For quiz number 434, we were at Point Ebel Brewing Company on a Saturday hosting Quiz Guardium Triviosa, a Potterverse pub quiz. Two teams, this is the first no-nonsense, a no-nonsense first here, two teams maintained a tied lead through the entire quiz. Holy shit. Yep, they had a perfect score on all questions and the bonus rounds. 
coming down to a true tiebreaker. We've talked about tiebreaker questions on the podcast several times. Usually I like to make those pretty easy because you want somebody to come up with an answer very quickly and have it decide the winner. It can be done. But in this instance, because there were two teams that had a perfect score all the way through, I felt it was appropriate to ask a very hard question for the tiebreaker because it needed to be decisive. It couldn't be something easy that they both knew. And as luck would have it, I asked the original ending question, a seven-pointer, and when I asked it, only one team knew the answer. The question was basically, what product that Hermione uses throughout the series, and no one can recognize her, did Harry Potter's uncle invent, causing them to uh, expand their fortune significantly? And only one of the teams answered that correctly. That would be Mischief Managed, who answered with Sleek Easy's hair potion, or hair tonic. They came out on top, ending the quiz with 155 points, Griffin Claw in second with 148 points, and Accio Cerveza in third with 143 points. Damn. Very high scores for our Harry Potter trivia. We are back at Pointy Bell on Wednesday for 435. Our quiz started with Mally Rules taking the lead with a perfect first round before being overtaken by League of Shadows in round two. But by the end of the quiz, it was Salty Dogs, a team who's played before but has never won, who captured the most points, ending the quiz in first place with 99 points. Atomic County, our perennial second place team, in second with 96 points and League of Shadows in third with 90 points. Not bad for League of Shadows who just started coming after a six month break or so. They're right back on on top there. And uh, we were also at Ollie's Pub on Thursday for quiz number 436, which began with Bizarro World Citizens capturing an early lead which they maintained until a round three shakeup that saw As You Wish come away with the win scoring 79 points. That's Dallas's team. Bizarro World Citizens in second with 66 points, and the Shiba Inu Illuminati in third with 64 points. The wager coming in, important uh, consideration there. As you wish, not wagering anything. The other three teams wagering 21 and getting it wrong. Shifting Ooh. as you wish from fourth to first place. I'll tell you, you man. You kind of love to see it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's uh, it's wild. I kind of had something similar at uh at my trivia this week, it's it's all about the wager, baby. Well, why don't you tell me about it? I will. I had Ronald Reagan's grave as a gender-neutral bathroom, the team that Bobby Feldman has been playing on, winning the first round with 26 points and the second round with 44 points. Had some heavy hitters out this week. Past guest Adam Prowitz oh. showing up. Mm-hmm. Which then We played prompted, his trivia in China, you might remember. Yes, and then that prompted... Um, Fletcher and Kristen and Jamie to come out as well. So we brought that superpower team back together. The Wet Boys plus Adam. Also um, past guests Zach and Taylor, who won the year-round trivia one year uh, Mm -hmm. for Nice Guys. Mm -hmm. They were visiting, so they came out and played with some other people, including Clayton and Chris, who uh, they are all a a monster team. Uh, They came out under the team name... Uh, Mark Davis, whereabouts unknown on January 6th, 2021, keeping their roasting of me alive and well. Where uh, were you, Mark? Uh, not in the Capitol. <laughs> but you don't remember where you were? I was probably at work. Okay. I'll just guess that I was at work. Um, at that time, I was at work all the time. There you go, folks. That's Speaking where he was. Speaking of our prior conversation. Uh, so Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender-neutral bathroom, winning the first and second rounds with 26 and 44 points. Uh, Bobby Feldman's team. However... Insurrectile Dysfunction 
winning overall with 61 points. They wagered one point. That was Jamie, Fletcher, Kristen, and Adam winning with 61 points. Uh, Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender-neutral bathroom. Uh, wagered all 20, which sunk them down. Oh. And on Zoom, Whiskey Tango with 49 Breaking points. And Warring Hearts, who's been playing lately with 34 points. So, um, yeah, the Insurrectile Dysfunction team beating everyone on Zoom and locally. So, great job to them. I, I'll notice a lot of political themes in your top talents there. At yeah. Trivia, the top three team names had uh, names with political bents. All the I wonder sm- if there's any kind of all correlation the smart there. smart teams hate Republicans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. I don't, I don't well, know if I shouldn't say Republicans. I'll just say conservative types yeah the right that's interesting the right well, thank the right. you ryan hating i know the, the sides right. i know the sides well if you uh that's funny too because the young republicans just added our uh instagram i just saw oh, them fantastic. Yeah. so hello to them uh hello. glad you're listening uh and if you want missed it and you want to join us for trivia this week you have a few opportunities to do so on Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes. So just categories for next week's quiz and enjoy tasty, tasty food by Yabo Mobile. That's at Pointy Bell on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. On Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral, also at 7.30. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and and more. Please join us Thursdays at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral at 7.30 p.m. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom. That starts at 8 p.m. As, and you can uh, check the Zoom link on our Facebook for that. And we are announcing right now, August 13th, we'll be at Pointy Bell for Disney Trivia mm. at 6 p.m. That's Saturday, August 13th, so we hope to see you there. We'll be quizzing on all things Disney, except for, like, all of the independent media that they've acquired. We're going to kind of stick to pure Disney stuff, not everything under the giant Disney corporate umbrella. Are you going to be talking about the Disney theme parks as well, or only Disney movies and TV shows? It's going to be movies, Disney Channel TV shows, Mm. uh, not necessarily Disney Plus content, but Mm -hmm. the movies, and yes, the parks, of course. There you go. The Disney lifestyle we'll say and please don't forget to follow no nonsense trivia on social media including facebook instagram twitter and reddit and join us on our discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts streams at events join us won't you my disney lifestyle determines my disney death style <laughs> great team is what name. i want to say yeah there great you go. team name that's what i want to say to you i forgot to mention during the weekly wrap-up i got to participate in a trivia proposal this yes. week it's funny when i first saw your post i thought you were saying that someone was like bringing a proposition to you like if you do trivia for me <laughs> oh, i'll let I have you a live. proposal to yeah. make for you no it was a it was a couple uh Young man wanted to come in and propose to his girlfriend on trivia night. And so they had reached out to me a couple weeks ago, make sure that uh, I wanted to be involved or, you know, asked if I wanted to be involved, I guess. And so we arranged a little thing where they gave me some details about her. And uh, right before I, I reviewed the audio round for round two, because I knew there would be a little break afterwards where you're reviewing the audio round and songs that the team's already heard that would give a nice little break for people to celebrate and stuff like that. So right at the end of round two, before I read the final question and went over the audio round, I said, now it's time for a special question for which I'll need the help of a special quiz master. 
And I said, on October 25th, and I knew that that was her birthday because they had given me that information. And I saw her eyes, her eyes light up. And I said, a woman was born in Carbondale, Illinois. And by this time, I was kind of down off the stage walking over. And then as I got to them, I said, and her boyfriend wants to ask her a very special question. And that's when he made the move to get up, get down on one knee. He asked, will you marry me? At this point, her eyes were just waterfalls. She was like, yes, yes, it's happening, yes. Everybody started clapping and cheering. They gave him a long clap, too, but I, I didn't let it go then. As soon as it started to die down, I said, keep it going. This only happens once. They got some more going. It sounded like this. It yeah. was great. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, turned up the music. Heartbeats by the Knife was playing. Great there love song. I was hoping that you asked the question and then all the teams had to answer it. And then uh, everybody else got a point. I was also thinking about how clever it would be if uh, you recorded him asking and made it part of the audio round. So it was like song number eight. Oh, yeah. And he was like, Jessica, (laughs) will you marry me? That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. Quizmasters, if you're ever in this situation, you know you can take call that us. Idea. We'll, we, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll think some ideas for you. We're, yeah, I mean that's a great one right there. Well, you know, wouldn't that be say. jarring for her though? Just his disembodied voice, and he's right next to her. Well, it'd be great if <laughs> maybe for a second. I don't know. Maybe he could like situate himself so he was behind her. Ooh, and then yeah. when it asked, she if they looked around at him and he was on his knee. <laughs> yeah, and there he had you a go. disembodied finger. Yeah, what were their names? Oh, that was uh, Stuart and Hannah. Congratulations, Congratulations to Stuart, Stuart and Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Congratulations to you crazy kids. Yeah. Let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with our first round of trivia with Ryan Mawson. Oh, yeah. Bleh. That's good. I just That's tried to do the... Yep. I, you got to do a leave. <laughs> Give me a banana. There it is. <laughs> the <laughs> reverb is so intense. <laughs> Yeah, it's like she's in a she's hall. in church. <laughs> she's in crying church. out to God. Why have you forsaken me? Okay, we're back, and I have a first question for y'all. Yeah. Good, just about candy. Ooh, I want candy. <laughs> which Bubble candy? Which, which candy's name? Well, now that you mentioned MC Chris, we yeah, have sorry. to we have to mention John Lane, guest John Lane and Frogman Bones getting a shout out on Twitter from MC Chris recently. Oh, nice. He yeah. works at uh, one of the theme parks and MC Chris was visiting and apparently they were waiting in line to like visit one of the cast member characters and uh John said, "Sorry, we the line's closed." And MC Chris said, I'm MC Chris. Does that make a difference? <laughs> and apparently John like looked from side to side and said, okay, you're in. <laughs> the answer is yes, I guess. And MC Chris tweeted that. I do love that MC Chris did not take it for granted that it would definitely, he was just like, I don't know if this matters at all, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. And MC Chris, and he's like, all right, fuck it. Blood <laughs> <laughs> MC Chris in line. Which candy's name is based on the German word for peppermint? Which candy's name is based on the German word for peppermint? Do you see now what it's like being on this podcast? The heat is on. Uh, am I sussing right now? Yep. yep. I'm, this is together. a sus. I'm sussing hard because um, I want to say York, but that's not York. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just looking so. at peppermint stuff. Like German. German. Um, Junior mints. Peppermint. Uh, um, I don't know why, like, but pfeffer. Is is that a coming candy? to mind? Like, oh, I'm trying to like 
like I'm trying to think of a candy that has that, but no, Mark, I don't want to ask Lee cause he asked the question. He's probably just going to stare at me cause he can't give me anything, but mm-hmm. can I ask or inquire into the ether? Yes. Uh, if this is an American candy or do I need to know international could candies be. for this? I mean, it could, it could be an American candy that's just named out like German American, hmm. you know, or what have you for sure. Um, so I'm trying to think of different mints, right? Why are you looking at Lee? Fuck, don't look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I can't do much for you right now since yeah. I asked the question. That's I why might, I, I might recorrect you if, like, I wrote. A, I realize I wrote a part of the question badly, and you're misunderstanding yeah. it. But you guys can suss openly. It's like, just I don't like that look. That some like they want to talk to me, but they can't. And well, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. You kind of have to like. You kind of have to put on the game face. He asks the question, and you kind of shut down. Okay, yeah. And they, he can repeat the question as much as you'd like. Can he repeat the question? Yeah, absolutely. What candy? What brand of candy? <laughs> candy gets its name from the German word for peppermint. So we would guess it's probably a peppermint candy, right? And I'm a York guy. Altoid. Ooh. Altoids are German sounding, and could be. I mean, you think of like the cover. May have kind of a German look. Ginoid. Ginoid. Certs are candy. And you remember what a ginoid is? Jesus Christ. Is it a candy? talking about how you're going to shut up. <laughs> I know. But do you remember what a ginoid is? No. I hope it's a candy. It's a female android. Fletcher oh, brought Jesus, that to yeah. the pod. Oh. Yes, a ginoid. A ginoid. Vaginoid. Mm-hmm. A vaginoid. <laughs> um, We're assuming that's the connection. I don't know for sure, but. Am I going to get canceled for saying that? No, you can call anybody a vaginoid as long as they're a robot. Oh, great. Okay. And a woman. <laughs> so my gut tells me that the German word for peppermint is pfefferments. But I don't know that there is a candy called that. What brand of candy has a name based on the German word for peppermint? I liked, I liked Altoids, but that's not German. Ginoid. Mentos? That's not German, though. But those are mints, right? Yeah, and I would actually say that's... Oh, pfefferment? Mentos? Mentos, the fresh maker. (laughs) When the fresh maker... Maybe it is Mentos. Um, Mentos. Because there's nothing in the word Altoid that... Right. Altoid sounds like it's named after a family or something. Right. My great... Great grandfather Gustav Altoid. <laughs> he hated his Kinda mouth like so much. Philip Harmonic. We now have Albert Toyd. <laughs> Altoid. Distinguished peppermint maker. Um, what do you think? Mentos? Mentos? Like, Mentos might be German. I was thinking something more like, um, like Dutch or something, maybe, but maybe it is German. Those commercials looked awfully European. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot, very white. Yeah, yeah, very, very white. white. You want to say Mentos? The Mentos, fresh maker? yeah. We're gonna say Mentos, the fresh maker. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Mentos originates in the Netherlands, though. Oh, so oh, it is a European okay. company. Pfeffermints. Uh, you're right on the money for that. That is German for peppermint. The answer I'm looking for. Pez, taking the P from the front, the oh, E from the middle, and the Z from the end. Fuck. I don't think about Pez. peppermint when I think of Pez. I think of just well, yeah, the, it's the name. It's the name of yeah. it. It's the so name. So we were, you know, we, we didn't do a bad job of going 
down the uh, old rabbit hole. But. Also, I don't know that Mentos would be considered a candy. The Wikipedia describes them as Scotch mints. Um, Pez definitely a candy at this point. I know that Pez point. was made for uh, like curbing smoking. Pez, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. You got the menthol, the the pfeffer menthol. I'm smart. <laughs> All right, let's let's see how we team up on uh, Mark's question here. Okay. What two letters in American Sign Language require movement? What two letters in American Sign Language require movement? I'm pretty sure one of them is J. J and I Q. Think, I'm thinking. Oh, Q. That's a hard one to. Well, I I mean, you could. <laughs> I don't know sign language, but this is. Yeah, what is that I got your nose. That's what that is. Oh, okay. Lee is doing a white power signal <laughs> yeah, right now, and I'm very uncomfortable. No, it's not. Yeah, if that's closer to the black power symbol, if anything, yeah, the white power symbol sounds like something. The white power symbol. White power symbol is the Bellamy salute. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. this is that's not even close. Oh. I was going hey oh to the crowd earlier, and I was like, oh boy, I hope nobody's <laughs> taking a picture of me right now because if. Yeah, fast well, shutter you know, speed. You can, any, can get my anybody arm in a can weird can, position. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I thought you were saying there was cultural appropriation for rap music to wave your hands in the air. And oh say, no, yeah. I think we're allowed to do the hey oh. I hope so. There's like a, it's like the copyright thing. Like twenty years go by, it's open to the market. <laughs> <laughs> Public domain. You're baby. allowed to <laughs> culturally appropriate if it's longer than twenty years. I think. Public enemy. Maybe hey, other people from other cultures are allowed <laughs> to do the wave. <laughs> all right this is all open i hope that's not us yeah it probably think, is i think it's probably wait us. is the wave racist no but oh. it's it's a cultural it's cultural to america oh i see true true to the lame whites jay? of the americas jay for sure maybe l just the other way i think that's as far as i can no. spell in american sign language are there any other hook letters hook letters um q <laughs> That's not lowercase Q. Yeah. Oh, lowercase Q. Lowercase. You never, you never think about lowercase Q. (sighs) That is, yeah, it's at the end of my, my list that did not win most unforgettable letter. Is that, is that part of your judging system too? I I haven't gotten to the Q yet. The lowercase Q. We're still with Pibs. (laughs) Maybe Pibs X. If the situation calls for for quiz. Imagine if that was your fucking system. Um, is it quiet? Does it live in an umbrella? <laughs> Does it like icicles? Here's the other thing. I ride a zebra. I say J. J for sure. Oh. Just trying to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through the whole alphabet right now. I'm cool with either Q or Z. I feel like Z could be like snaps in a Z formation. I, I say know? Z now. You think more than Q? Yeah. The Z? I mean, are you how saying, do you, are you saying that's your answer? Are you saying that you say Z instead I'm, of Z? I'm saying that I grew up and I say Z now oh, instead of Z. No more uh, single phonic alphabets. Not for you me. Use no. single syllable. Z. No, that is still single syllable. That's <laughs> same amount of effort, I guess. It's just, uh, I sound sophisticated. Just keep it consistent. Don't alternate. Okay. <laughs> Don't be like A, beta, C, yeah, right. delta. Dead. The, yeah. Um, let's go with let's go with A and where wait, A or J. Wait, okay, <laughs> we never discussed A. Yeah, let's do J and Q or Z. Let's do Z because Q. You're right. I think you could make a little tail yeah, a little off of tail. that. Q, J, J and Z. Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. Oh, that's hey. correct. Yeah. J and Z. Hey. Nice. So J, you do the and the Z, you you spell out. You do the little yeah yeah the snaps. There we go. 
correct. Well done. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Um, All right, Ryan. Oh let's see. Let's tear you apart. What yeah, you got? I'm way out of my depth. Uh, the, the question will be bad, and then the structure of it, the uh, syntax. Just hold your phone away from the microphone oh, if you don't okay. mind. Um, yeah, they're sensitive. I heard uh, that feedback. Um, okay, I'll start off easy. Great. Uh, in the show Breaking Bad, the company Gray Matter was a combination of Walter White and what other name? Frank Black. Well, it's something black. Yeah. From the Pixies. Do you need the first and last name? I was hoping, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I th- Do you, you know this? I you, don't. I, I'm pretty sure the the last name has to be black. It's absolutely yeah. black. And I do want to mention uh, this came up this week at my trivia because I had a team that uh, I asked a question about who is like known as the uh, junior gong of reggae. That was like the birthday, one of the birthdays that I had this week. And I was going through the answer sheets and I tallied them all up. And all right, I've got a three way tie for first place. Everybody got nine right on the bonus rounds. Nobody got Damien Jr. Gong Marley. But a team came up and said, "Uh, you're not accepting Marley for that answer? And I was like, oh, you guys were down, what? Let me look at this. And I thought they'd written down Harley. I made a mistake. (laughs) So I was like, well, this is a real person from history. And my rule is, if it's a real person, the last name will suffice unless I specifically... You know, I'm asking for like first and last name of a person. It's usually for questions I'm reading on the microphone that I would do that, not on the bonus. But by my own rules, I had to accept it. So I made an announcement. I said, I'm oh, sorry. How do you feel? We do you have a definitive like winner. That. No? Because there he's had he had many kids. Yeah, but you don't know if it's one of his kid, kids. It says Junior Gong. It didn't say like a son of Bob Marley. You kinda have to put that together in your head. It's a workaround for sure. But I feel like it's right on the. Well, then my answer is black. Well, that's yeah. I would accept that. No, (laughs) for a fictional character, it's the opposite. Actually, the first name is what I generally take. Is it the clue that gives it away? I I think that. Well, I just know it from the show (laughs) because it's Walter White. Well, you gave us a clue. You said it's a mix. Um, I think that the name Mm -hmm. is Noah Black. I think. I don't know why Noah is kind of sticking in my mind, but I might be very wrong. Um, and I'll just say I didn't like that either, but I have to be consistent with my own rule set. You know, that's important. That's fair. Isn't yeah. it Jeopardy rules though, too, that the last name, even though, even if it's fiction, I think those are exactly mm-hmm. Jeopardy rules is yeah. that first name for uh fictional characters, last name for historical figures. That actually, I think that's yeah. where I got that from, mm. but you're the quiz master. We'll play by your rules. So if you want the whole name, that's what we're going to go for. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Yeah. You're the quiz master, buddy. The power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If we say black and you say, I need more, then we'll give you more. Yeah. So we'll answer black first. Do you need more? That's not right. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not even close to being right. Oh. It's not that you're not right. Um, the name is Elliot Schwartz, and Schwartz is black. Oh! Schwartz. Oh! Look at that. Son of a bitch. Those of you that speak German are doing very well <laughs> this episode, no doubt. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That That's what I call a double jump in trivia. Yeah. You have to have a piece of intermediate knowledge. To get to the mm-hmm. correct one. So oh, if you right. knew that Schwartz means black and you remember that he has, if you just can't remember the name off the top of your head, you might be able to get there. You're probably easily just going to get there from knowing mm-hmm. Breaking Brad. Well, yeah. Breaking Brad. Really. Yeah. Breaking Brad. 
<laughs> that's a different. That's a yeah, that's a the yeah DVD you got to order special. For that one. <laughs> All right, my next uh, quiz item seek. for you is a uh, famous inventions bread. question. Hmm. Um, the category request was Hellenistic Rome, but we'll just call this famous inventions. I feel like. You won't scoff too much at that. Because okay. when I said our category is Hellenistic Rome to the audience, everybody was like, oh my God, what the hell? What is a Hellenistic? I don't even know what that is. I, I also do not know. So It's the Rome. period of uh, of Rome following the fall of Alexander the Great. So okay. it's the post-Alexander period okay. of Rome. After, after his expansion. Is that Caligula and all that stuff? Helena of Troy? Something, my chemical romance, something like that. <laughs> something. In first century Greece, uh-huh. Hero of Alexandria invented the first coin operated vending machine, which dispensed what? In first century Greece, Hero of Alexandria invented the first coin operated vending machine, which would dispense what? Coin go in, what come out? Gumball. <laughs> yes. First century gumball. Um, Loads of places have coin-operated machines and gumballs. Thank you very much. Not I know, but I know both right. of you were sitting in you know, outside that pretzel shop looking at that fucking monstrosity. Yeah, it's in my head. The tower of gumball machines at the Edison uh, Mall. Yeah. You did two for a month. Three months. <laughs> I made it three months. We all, I, we they, I had enough time to dough. work through each of the stations before getting fired. <laughs> before you're like, nope. <laughs> what would you need in Greece for a coin? Like, you want to give up a coin for this. Liam skin condom. <laughs> Actual, real lamb skin. Hey, don't worry. I brought my lamb skin condom. <laughs> I just went down to Hero's don't worry. coin operation. <laughs> I'm real psyched. That's why they call him the hero. You know what I'm saying? The blood dries and sticks to your penis. That's how I know it's good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they had draconic 21st century American laws, so they had to use the lambskin condom. That was a lifesaver. You know what I'm saying? The only coins I spent on this lambskin condom. Um, has anyone in... I'm sure this has happened. Has anyone put, like, Gorilla Glue in their urethra to prevent semen from coming out so they didn't have to wear a condom? Oh. Um, uh, I don't have to know the answer to that to know the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah I just true. deep down in my gut know that somebody has tried that. God. Because we, of the internet. There was a guy at our high school who got in trouble, allegedly. This was the rumor going around for wrapping up his dick with saran wrap and fucking in the bathrooms. Yeah, that sounds like. You don't remember that? Wait, was that the football player that got caught? I don't even remember his name, but I remember the story and this rumor. Yeah, I think that's one of those stories like the hot dog that gets lost inside the woman when she sexes herself with a hot dog. Yeah. A lot of sto- a lot of high schools have it. <laughs> but I, I feel like in reality, the saran wrap and the Gorilla Glue have both occurred. We'll Google it afterwards. I mean, if it hasn't, then somebody should. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, we no? we okay. would not recommend either of those methods. Just to poke some holes in the saran wrap so your penis can breathe. <laughs> you know, you don't want to suffocate it. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, if you ever wore a poncho, you know what we're talking about. So you don't want to get dick zits. In, <laughs> in ancient Greece, they wanted saran wrap to wrap their penises up. I'd say, I would say water. Like, why not a little bit of water? Coin operated water. You get nuts that would or dispense, so it would dispense something. Yeah, like a little cup of coffee. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of 
what did they like back then? You said first century Greece or something. Yep. Yeah. First century Greece. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the mechanics, right? Like trying to think of like something that would have to be encased in something. It's like they had a good irrigation system, but I'm sure they also had to like separate the dirty water from the good water. And then that cost, I mean, that's, that's not free. You don't just get magical clean water. So you got to spend a coin. Get a coin. But how would the water be suspend be dispensed in a way that wasn't disgusting? Because they didn't have metal and stuff, you know? Like right. Well, I they th- also didn't have germ theory, so they weren't concerned with that. Really True. They didn't wear pants. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm still for you know that. that? <laughs> Man, I wore uh, pajama pants to trivia the other night. I've never felt so free. Soon yeah, you'll evolve a into a toga. Feeling. You know, why not? <laughs> well, I'm not done. This isn't even That's my final form. I, I wore house shorts to trivia this week. I, I, I had a comfy set, too. Oh, my God, dude. I was it like, I'm wearing so all cotton good. tonight. I was feeling so good. I was like, I'm ready to fucking trivia the fuck out of these yep. bitches. Sometimes as a quiz master, you need that. Bitches. Yeah, you um, need that, that level of comfort. I mean, we can go with water. I do kind of think that it's probably a thing. You mean like a nut or something? Like... It would be cool if it was gumballs. I bet they had got like a. Well, was it, it's not gumballs. Maybe it could be some other kind of food. Yeah. Make maybe it could be a thing. Um, they get like a pellet, fish a little, biscuit. Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> like a moss. <laughs> right. How'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know. You want to say water? Water just seems like we're gonna say water. Water. That is correct. Oh, Holy nice. shit! Yeah. To be more specific, holy water. Uh, it was a sacrament, oh. yeah. Put the coin in, it would raise a lever, which opened a little wall that would let the water dispense out from the tank, and then as the coin fell off, it would close the door again. There's a little priest in there. So you you were, that was so awesome. Great sus. Yeah, you know, no, priest costs extra. Get the water from the vending machine, but then you gotta go over to the priest and pay him too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great sus. Wonderful. Thanks. Which sovereign state is the second smallest in the world behind Vatican City? And also touts the shortest coastline. Which sovereign state is the second smallest in the world behind Vatican City and also touts the shortest coastline? Mm. So it's not an interior country. I was thinking Lothozo. That is uh, the country that's in the middle of uh, Africa, South yeah, Africa. They right make the my center. pants. Lothozo? Uh, yeah, I bet this is the pair of pants that... Yeah. Props to the Lothosans. They Those are Lothoso pants. pants, huh? Yeah. Pardon me. I didn't know you were so well Are those Lothoso <laughs> pants you're wearing? They are. Well, yeah. Yes, they are. Target. Vroom, drive off. Remember those commercials for Bugle Boy? I'm old. No one knows my reverence for I thought Bugle it was Boy a, jeans. Uh, Dijon mustard. It's, uh, it was slightly before Dij- Honey Dijon. Or, uh, Grape Poupon. Um, Grape Poupon. Grape Poupon. And they have these commercials with a hunk walking down the street and then a beautiful woman drives up in like a fucking Lamborghini Countach and rolls down the window and she lowers her glasses and says, pardon me, those bugle boy jeans that you're wearing. And he'd say, yes, they are. (laughs) And then she just rolls up the window and drives off. Doesn't try and fuck the guy. Nothing like that. We don't have a heart situation. No, this is all I want to do is make love to you. All I want to do is make love to you. We're not dealing with that situation. We're dealing with just a straight up, just asking, just in the middle of this place, not going to pick you up, not going to bring you somewhere safe. 
And if you want a, a full drill down on those heart lyrics, by the way, you got to check out Lyrics to Go, Mark's podcast with Seth, where they do a deep dive on lyrics that are questionable at best and have largely dodged public ridicule. Until now. Until now, <laughs> as you like to say in the intro there. I do. And uh, that's our sister show. We're going to be switching drop days. Just for, <laughs> Don't forget, this is the last time that a episode will not be coming out on Friday for the no-no. Lyrics to Go will be dropping new episodes on Monday, but... If you support our show on Patreon, you will have access to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast a few days early on Wednesday. Tease everyone. So go ahead and sign up now. And uh, thanks to you that support the show, obviously. What do you think, Ryan? Cuba? Does that sound like it could be? No? You don't think that that has the smallest coastline? It's a big coastline. It is? disgusted with that. Okay. Well, just as, I mean. What do you got? We, We don't want an entire island, right? Yeah, I guess. Or maybe we do. Well, now that you mentioned it, a small coastline. Right. I'm thinking it's... Mm-hmm. You're right. The whole island is probably a bad move to make there. It needs to be like a little something pit. that has... It's got a little... Yep. Yeah. A little thing coming out. Israel? No. No? no? Oh, maybe. Fuck. That's actually one of my questions. Don't oh. they have like a little <laughs> thing coming out? Uh, like a, a little coastline? The or, no, Strip? they've got a big coastline. Probably. The West Bank. It's an entire bank. A whole bank. Dude, I think you might be on to it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go for that. Yeah? Yeah. Well. Wait, so what, what was it? It's not Texas. Can, can I get the other? <laughs> I know that. They wish. Sure. It's not the Ozarks. Um, can you repeat the question? Which sovereign state yeah. is the second smallest in the world behind Vatican City mm. and also touts the shortest coastline? I don't see Israel like being proud of that if they did. And the well, va- it might just be a fact. They might r- report that we have the smallest coastline. But right. I, they I made all like those t-shirts. We got all these. Fucking- Our coastline is not that small. <laughs> we don't know why we, we try these. to expand at every opportunity we get <laughs> as, as violently as possible. Um, but and to think that the Vatican City has a larger population than like the whole territory of Israel seems weird. Yeah, there's a lot of people in Israel. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the relative size. Right. It's 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 grandiose in our culture due to the politics of the region, of course. But as far as like its actual size, it might be pretty small. You mean in the United States of America, not every square inch of space is filled with people. Is that not? <laughs> you mean there's only like clusters of cities in this whole entire country? I mean, there, I'm sure there's some folks in between the cities. I'm some outraged. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to tell us this every election. There's people out there, but <laughs> they never see them. There's no fucking people. There's more corn than people. That's true. Um, yeah. Let's just go with Israel. 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 That's incorrect. Oh, oh, fuck. Their coastline is approximately 2.38 miles long. That's not. It is on the French Riviera. Monaco mm. is the correct answer. Oh, Monaco. Okay. Home of one of the most famous F1 tracks. I knew you were going there. <laughs> F1. Oh, is he in this F1 is, now? Yeah, this is where he's getting uh, like half of his trivia these days. 
Actually, it was unrelated, but uh-huh. I was I was happy to see that Monaco was the answer, yep. so that I could uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about <laughs> it. Honestly, I don't like the Monaco track very much. Oh, here we go. Cars are yeah. a little bit too big for it. But anyway, Monaco is the correct answer. <laughs> this is that thing when you don't see a friend for a while, and then you discover an interest. In oh, you're in F1 now. I, <laughs> I like the two-for-one uh, aspect of that question. You got two ways to get to that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate nice. it. With the F1 or the geography? No, there was no F1 in the No, question. the shortest yeah. coastline and the smallest sovereign uh, nation besides Vatican City. Oh. Two ways to get to it. You Monica. could just ask one. World's shortest coastline. I like that we yeah, we got to analyze it from two perspectives. I have a picture of you wearing your um your outfit when you were a uh, security guard at the mall and you wore your hat sideways in the picture I took and you're wearing your glasses sideways the same exact way and it's really tripping me out. I'm so silly. No, he's you're consistent. That's good. He's just known for putting things sideways on his head. You know, it's not what people usually do and that's and that's what makes it silly. So silly. Why don't you go ahead and ask us a oh, question, okay. Mr. Lawson? Um What's the silliest thing I've ever Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Author of 1967's Scum Manifesto, this feminist shot and subsequently killed Andy Warhol. Mm. It's a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) After you ask the question, you're like, (sighs) Scum Manifesto? Uh, That was, uh, yeah. That's the book? It was, uh, yeah, like a... Hmm. It's not Gertrude Stein. Or was it? Oh, man, there's a there's a song by uh the rap duo Felt, which is Murs and Slug. Not scum, but slug from Atmosphere. And they have a song called I Shot a Warhole. Mm. I don't remember the lyrics though. I don't even know if the answer's in there, but that would be beautiful if it was, and I could remember. I'm going to tell you, Lee, mm-hmm. I ran into this piece of information at some point in the last week or two, and I don't remember. Uh, was because it a woman I thought to myself it was pretty hard. It was a woman. I thought to myself, this is, I think, a little too difficult. Hmm. Uh, never mind. You don't um, think it was Nico? Can, can, I, can I retract part of it? Sure. It didn't lead to his death. Yeah, he didn't die. He didn't oh, die. Okay. But she but did, she did shoot, shoot him. him. Okay. Yeah. With the intent to kill him. I thought that was the case. I thought when I read it that she shot him, but it did not mention that he died. But I was thinking that maybe there was like complications later on. So that's what I was. I just assumed I was a dumbass art historian, and I just did not remember (laughs) that fact that he was assassinated. He lived and he did a Burger King commercial in the 80s, right? Did he? After that, yeah. Like it, it was a Whopper commercial. I think he was on WWF as well. He did like some wrestling promos. <laughs> I'm serious. He just really let it all go at the end there. Right. <laughs> no, that's he was all about that shit. That's why he was doing the Campbell soup scans. He was like, this lowbrow stuff should be elevated. So he was it, it fit within his his thing. He his he paycheck. was he was a sellout right from the beginning. You know that's part he of. He definitely. His art. I think we've you and I you and I have had this conversation off mic about how he would teach people screen printing and they would all screen print and be like, these are all Andy Warhols mm-hmm. because this is my design. The factory. Yeah. And definitely did a lot of questioning what art is and mm-hmm. what an artist's role is in art. Yep. And I think it's the most interesting thing about art to me 
aside from, you know, I, I think it's more interesting than the art itself is who is the artist when it's created and how much is design compared to execution. I think a lot of that's really, 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 and we've had, we've had some good half drunk conversations and some good fully sober conversations about, and some good, good fully kind of drunk stuff. conversations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Miss that, being fully drunk with you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to make that happen. That dad point. life makes the windows uh, of opportunities <laughs> fewer and fewer in between. Um, I mean, I think Gertrude Stein is a fine guess. I don't think it's the name I saw because I don't think when I saw the name, I recognized the name. It was one of those things where I was like, who is this? Lindsay something? Who's Lindsay Voss? Is that a human being? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. Gertrude I'm, Stein's the only name that's coming to we're mind. We're going to say Gertrude There's Maria Stein. Uh, Pope of, it's not her. Yeah. Abramovich. Mm-hmm. It's not her. Uh, the only reason I was uh, introduced to this knowledge, and it's you know for me to be ignorant. Um, yeah, defend yourself. Uh, How do you I, know this? I wanted to know who directed American Psycho because I rewatched that and I thought like that's this is I I didn't realize how beautifully shot everything is. In Alfred that movie. Hitchcock. Um, no, I can't remember her name, but oh, she directed American Psycho. Her her first movie was I Shot Andy Warhol about Valerie Solanas. Who shot? Got it. Valerie Solanas. So we'll get one of those. That's how I got there. I'm not. I'm just saying that. No, that's cool. That's good information. No, no, that's great. Thank you, Ryan. Wow. (laughs) Fan fan fucking. You watched American Psycho. Yeah, way to go. No, no, no. Valerie Solanas. Okay. I think a lot of quiz masters get their their questions inspired by just stuff that they're watching all hanging out. People all the time are just like, "Oh, this is all just stuff you know." I'm like. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. No. Sometimes. I had to search for this stuff. This is or something maybe, led you there. Maybe thirty or forty percent of it is stuff I know mm-hmm. or stuff I've heard. Yep. That I've jotted down. But almost all of it is stuff that I've had to search for. And I mean, you have kind of, you know, the added bonus of people giving you you know, one of the big things that's helpful about asking people what kind of categories they want is that it makes you think outside of any kind of box that you'd normally yeah. look for. I have like a scheduled writing session for trivia where I have categories already ready to go that I can look up, which makes it less attractive for me to like be like, you know, looking up stuff while I'm watching things because I think like, oh man, I'm really enjoying this. But at the same time, I don't want to be like, writing trivia right now i got to do that tomorrow whereas you you're going more off the cuff and i think you get more of that that uh sporadic inspiration but it's also very easy to just get stuck inside doing a lot of you know science you know blah Mm -hmm. blah blah academic stuff sometimes there's less sometimes i have to force myself to be like i'm gonna look up some names of episodes and give some names of episodes to have you tell me the tv show right you know what have you but uh you know it's we all struggle man I'll struggle. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with some miscorrections and our second round of trivia with Ryan Mawson. back 
and it's time for some missed corrections. That is a new bumper it. here from Blake. I love it. It's been so long since we've been bumpered. Yeah, that's cool. Got kind of a classic retro video game vibe. And we that. owe Blake some massive love anyway. Oh, yes, we do. Blake, thank you so much. Our newest quiz daddy, Blake, a.k.a. Motorfinger, not only signing up for... Motor Liquor. Motor Liquor. (laughs) Motorfinger is a band, isn't it? Uh, Bad Motorfinger is an album from From Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Oh, my gosh. Bad Motor Liquor. (laughs) Blake, not only signing up for quiz daddy status, but also giving us a little extra to make up for lost time. Thank you so much for your support of the show, Blake, and your very very generous contribution uh, through Patreon. You're now my favorite listener. Congratulations. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Another one of those for that. <laughs> money oh, replacing some unknown <laughs> who gave us a little less money last time. Just immediately jumped to the, the top of that my was. list. Mark, you have uh, some missed corrections and no notes for us to, to go through? I do. I have one missed correction for sure. I referred to a fumble and, uh, and uh, recovery and being run into the end zone as a pick six. That's not correct. The pick part is an interception. It's supposed to be oh. an interception that's run in for a touchdown. That is the pick and then the six. Now, Mark, you know I depend on you for these sports things. You can't be teaching me yeah. pick, six is, pick six is a fumble recovery. Pick six, and I'm very, very sorry. I, uh, you know, I I was talking fast. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. Playing it fast As and soon loose. as someone mentioned it, um, I was like, oh, boy, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, fade to one on Discord. Bring that to my attention. There was also some conversation back and forth. Uh, you had guessed Christian Bale while we were sussing about the uh, question uh, last week. About Rush. About M- the film Rush. MCU actors. You had mentioned Christian Bale. He was on Ford versus Ferrari. That's what I was getting it confused with. Yes. And there was some back and forth between Ed Sicals and Fade to One on whether or not it was... There was, there was, <laughs> there was some back and forth on, on the validity of uh of that guess yeah i should have uh, known anyway because that movie just came out recently it was not 2013 mm-hmm. but that was the closest racing movie i could pull from indeed indeed uh there was also some discussion about the notes about coming in early or writing down notes fade to one said my trivia generally lets us know the voted category every week and it's often something completely random so we'll brush off on it at home similar if there's a holiday that week i can generally brush up on some holiday related stuff in case they do that and i kind of keep notes on some things like big four sports championships song titles but i draw the line at bringing a cheat sheet to trivia itself um, Steve said that he agrees. We all even show up early, order drinks and food, catch up, and we will review any hint categories, but close fo- those phone tabs before the game starts. Um, so, I mean, they seem to say that uh, you shouldn't necessarily have something physical sitting there. Um, no reference during the quiz round. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. But we can't stop you if you're wearing a shirt with the periodic table on it. We can Indeed. only ask a different question. And lastly, Ed Sickles mentioned that Chris Brown actually made an Umbrella remix titled Cinderella or Umbrella back in 2008. I thought that I was being clever and and fresh, but I was not. Well, that does it for our missed corrections. If you have any no notes, missed corrections, or if you want to uh, write us with a rate my question or rate us with a write my question. You can write to us at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966. 
or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Podchaser, and Good Pods. And Ryan said he's going to uh, give us a review after this episode, aren't you? Yes. Great. Thank you. I'm not on the spot at all. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen Ryan's face when I said, or rate us with a rip. My question is like, you can do that. Oh, yeah. We've done it before. Yes. No, well, I've heard you do like that exchange. And I thought it was like a like an organic thing. But you guys do that. You oh, it's still organic. Baby. And it's, no, it, it works. was organic the first time. And then we did it as a joke. And then somebody actually wrote in to rate us with a write my question. I think you should keep it and forever, it. and you guys were, and tough. then I had to kind of point it out and uh, make everything awkward, so I apologize. No, no, no you're fine. You're, go- you're golden, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, here is your first question of the second round. Which tragic and complex figure of Greek mythology became the king of Thebes after fo- solving the Sphinx's riddle to guess what walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening? Which tragic and complex figure of Greek mythology became the king of Thebes after solving the Sphinx's riddle to guess what walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening? Aren't they all tragic? Fucking, what, nobody has a Can I hear that end. riddle again? What walks on the king of Thebes? You've never heard this before? T-H-E-B-S, right? Yeah. What walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening. Thebes is T-H-E-B-E-S. And big uh, shout out to um, Whiskey Tango. for. Pr- I thought it was pronounced Thebes, but it's Thebes, mm. apparently. What walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening? You know the answer to this riddle? I'm stuck on the riddle. It's always a clock. It's always, that's the fucking answer to every riddle. Is a that's fucking a walk. Clock. How's a clock walk? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, hmm. Well, I know that Hercules had a lot of trials. He had, had to go through a dope TV show too. Yeah, with a not so dope guy. No, he sucked. Kevin Sorby. Sor- Sorbet. 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 I love that. There's the beef between him and Lucy Lawless. Oh, <laughs> the I Twitter beef. That. Yeah, I'm Team Lawless. Yeah, Zena all the way. That's what she did. She threw the whole thing. That. What was she trying to do? That was the, uh, she would throw that when she threw her slicer through the yeah, air, like a little, the predator. Her little circle blade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Callisto, right? Callisto's nemesis. Oh, is that what we're still talking about, Zena? Yeah. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, that, that could Hercules. be the answer for all we know. It could be Hercules, right? He had a lot of trials and tests that he had to go through. He was never the king of Thebes, though, you know? No? He'd be the Thebe dweeb. Um, <laughs> the Thebe dweeb. dweeb? The dweeb of Thebes. <laughs> Not the king of Thebes, but the dweeb of Thebes. Or Orpheus doesn't sound right. Does it? I don't know. Is that a complex <laughs> character? Who's, he said complex figure. Yeah. Medusa? Uh, Medusa becoming king would be dope. <laughs> yeah, be I was gonna say dope. that would be a surprise <laughs> answer. So I guess it's got to be a male. Probably the snakes are fighting the crown. <laughs> no, um, Loki. That's a uh, Norse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Riding in on sleep near. I eight legs in the evening. <laughs> that horse. Four in the morning. Two in the afternoon. Four in the morning. Oh, it's a bagel bite. 
<laughs> we did talk about bagel bites on the show recently. Is that right? A hometown treat. Did you mm. know those were invented in Fort Myers? Did they? Yeah. Did they do that? Mm-hmm. I've had to look it up three times because every time I'm like, did it really? It's not yep. Right. They did. That's like finding out, uh, what is it, Hooters started in St. Petersburg or something? Yeah, but it's even better because we were in Fort Myers. Is that true? So, <laughs> so we didn't have to have that claim to fame? They can have it. We got bagel bites. Uh, complicated Greek figure. What's complicated? Who's complicated? Avril. I... I want to say... Why did she have to go and make things so complicated? Because she well, got she, bit by a tick. No, mm. she's she's the one that's saying, you made something complicated. It's not her. Well, maybe she needs to look inward. She or probably, wear She probably has a few songs in looking inward. You have to admit, sometimes the other person just makes things complicated. <laughs> that's not unfair, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, mm. acting like you're somebody else, getting me frustrated... We've all been there. Tough acting to acting. What do you guys think? I want to go with Hercules just because of so many tasks and quizzes and tests that he had to do. Yeah. And you don't think he became the king of any area? He was just always just like generic dude. Oh, no um, royalty to his name. I'm going to say Odysseus. Can I have a different answer than you? Do we have to like come to the we same? We should come consensus? to the same answer. Odysseus. I mean, yeah, he, he also went through a lot of trials yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's, uh, the main character of the Odyssey. Right. What makes him complex? Uh, I mean, let me, complicated. Let me you said see. complicated or yeah. complex? Tragic and complex. Tragic. Complex. Hmm. I mean, tragic. I guess it's not tragic because he, he came back and he, right, right before his, his wife was about to marry all those men, he came just in, in time and he shot oh, the arrow. Oh, oh, spoilers! Back. Spoilers! No, no, I'm just saying he's come back. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I thought that was Mark. I'm first. back. <laughs> I'm back. Don't get married yet. <laughs> I'll shoot through the axes. Um, I'm going to say Odysseus. We'll go with it, Odysseus. Yeah. Sorry, that's incorrect. Nah. There was a little bit of a hint hidden in here. Mm-hmm. Was it the riddle? Which tragic and complex figure of Greek mythology became the king of Thebes after solving the Sphinx's riddle? Oedipus is the correct answer. Mm. Oedipus complex. Oedipus. Tragic what? and complex. What's the four, two, three thing? The answer is man. Oh. When you're in the morning of your life, you are crawling. Oh. When you were an adult, you're walking on two feet. And when you're old, you're you walking with giant dick. dick. Oh. It's yeah. fat. You're dragging your right. fat prick around. Yep. I hate that riddle. Yeah. I hate that riddle. Yeah, because the fact that he says morning, afternoon, and evening, no one refers to your middle years as the afternoon of your life. No one. Ah, <laughs> uh, the afternoon of then. my life. Oh, right now, come on! I'm in the fucking afternoon of my life, baby. It's high <laughs> noon. <laughs> So it's like the twilight of, of your life, and you're like, pull it back to afternoon a little bit. All right, we're not quite to the twilight yeah. yet. I've had the twilight of my life, and I owe oh, it all you. to Oedipus, yeah, and his mom. Yes, it's true, <laughs> and I owe it all to you. And him fucking no mom. love for dad. <laughs> yeah, fuck Get out of here. <laughs> In 1992. Who became the only Simpsons character other than Bart to have their own video game released for the original Nintendo Entertainment System? 
1992, who became the only Simpsons character other than Bart to have their own video game released for the Nintendo Entertainment System? It's something stupid like Blinky the Fish or something, you know? I think it might be Krusty. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Fuck. Yeah, I think Krusty, too. Because who else had uh, the weight, you know? I, I think there was like a Krusty Burgers thing or something. Krusty Burgers. Others? Krusty. Oh, steamed I'm hams. Krusty. <laughs> You're talking about steamed hams. The Aurora Borealis. I can't say it. Aurora Borealis. Located in, in your kitchen. In your kitchen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Krusty, yeah. Seymour, the house is on fire. Oh, don't worry, mother. That's just the lights of the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> 1992, huh? Yep. Yeah, Homer was not popular then. He was not the the star that he is now. The drawing power. Um, there let's was no think Spider of some Pig other. Yet. So when did Simpson started in like what? 1989. 1989. Yeah, on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, uh, it's it's one character. <sighs> so which character itch, besides Bart? All the other scratchy. Ooh. Yeah, but they even then, uh, who had dolls made of them at that time? Bart and Krusty. We're gonna say Krusty. Krusty. Krusty's Fun House. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa! I need to give you one of these. The emotions I had. <laughs> yes, Krusty's Fun House. Fun House is the correct answer. Or well, Krusty the Clown is the correct answer. Krusty the the game was Krusty's Fun House. Very good. Jesus yeah. Christ! Very the good. Shit out of me. <laughs> if not Krusty, then who? All right. Crazy taxi. Now it's time for oh, you to get oh. your phone. You found it. I found it. Chaim Weizmann, a Zionist leader and the first president of Israel, developed a bacterial fermentation to develop what chemical, which later helped the British make ammunition during World War I. Gave him the leg up. Wow. One mm. more time? Oh, yeah. No, put that vote away. Uh, Chaim Weizmann, Zionist leader and first president of Israel, developed a bacterial fermentation to develop this chemical, which later helped the British make ammunition during World War I. Make ammunition. Bacterial fermentation to make ammunition. Well, chemical. Yeah. That's an inter- so it's like a biologi- bi- biologic. Biologic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could it be like nerve gas or could it be if is the if we're talking about the ammunition being bullets Mm -hmm. then uh jesus i don't fucking know um gut i mean gunpowder i guess right um or something that's in gunpowder but it could also be um what's the stuff that they had to outlaw mustard gas i mean it's a form of ammunition i i i don't know how you define ammunition Mustard gas, I would define as a chemical weapon before ammunition. Okay. Ammunition, I think, is some kind of ballistic that goes into something else. And, you know, maybe the cartridge that contains the mustard gas, I would call. Or I would think of the ammunition. Um, it's too hard. Asbestos? Right? Mm. You shut up. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I feel good about that because, mm. like you said, it's too hard, and then I said it's festos, and that was almost a tell. I think. I hey, mean, you're not good at this. I mean, 
funny man, not quiz master. I knew it. Uh, well, we can we can go with asbestos. I mean, that is something that uh, a bacterial fermentation. You know, they had to remove asbestos, and they still are removing asbestos from building materials and stuff like that. Um, but how would that be used for? That's a thing. I don't know. I thought it was like some kind of like insulation or something like that, but maybe there's some other component to it. I don't know. I just, I can't think of, I'm trying to think of industrial. What's up? Oh, it just got all red and it scared me. That is weird. (laughs) All right. I'm trying to think of other industrial chemicals that maybe have some kind of like What's biological in saltpeter, I think. Saltpeter, saltpeter. Saltpeter, saltpeter. We can go with asbestos based off the. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is, you got to think this is like the. Could it be saltpeter? 20s or 30s? No, saltpeter was around way before that, in like 18th century. But I mean, maybe even before the Chinese, I think, invented that in long, long time ago. Fireworks era, basically. So this has to be something like I think it's like in manufacturing the ballistic materials or something like that. Like we're going from round pull- bullets to like fine point bullets or something like that, and like maybe the way that it's formed or shaped or something like that. Totally spitballing here. Um, what about Teflon? What what is it that sprayed on uh, bullets to make it so they go through to make them glizzy? Yeah, um, <laughs> to make them all sweaty. People spray Teflon on bullets, right? Maybe Pam. I don't know. It could be Teflon. Is that a? bacterial fermented thing though. I don't know what the that's fuck. that's the thing is the asbestos like we know that that's like it gotten in people's lungs and stuff so there's some kind of like bacterial or biological interaction with humans mm-hmm. which makes me lean towards that all right well, plus let's his it. little well yeah I, I'm trying to do the thing like in when you're <laughs> when you're in uh, uh, when you're in a court and you know someone says some shit and the, and the judge is like Pretend like you didn't know that. You can't know that. You got to pretend like that never happened. And you're like, yeah, okay. And it's like, this dude stabbed a baby. And they're like, that's stricken from the thing. You got to pretend like you didn't know you stabbed a baby. Yeah, you're inconsequential. Like, you can't really forget <laughs> yeah. the stab a baby thing. That's My client robbed a grocery important. store. This has nothing to do with this baby stabbing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. We'll say asbestos. Acetone. Oh, ah, see, okay. you fucked up. Uh, All right. Which helped make cordite, which uh, helped boom booms. Oh, the cordite. Uh, as, uh, cordite is like a propulsion. I'm okay. Acetone. Acetone. I, I listened to a podcast. I have to right on, tell you. Why I listen to a podcast. Some people that listen to ours learn information that way, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's your next question for me. I believe it's my turn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Well, he started no. the round, and then you went. You're right. Round. It is your turn. I'm sorry. What famous Venetian adventurer and womanizer was, according to his memoirs, imprisoned as a magician, a director of the Paris State Lotteries, knighted in the Netherlands, a spy for Louis the Fifteenth, 
and a librarian in Bohemia. It's not Don Juan. Right? One more time. What famous Venetian adventurer and womanizer was, according to his memoirs, imprisoned as a magician, a director of the Paris State Lotteries, knighted in the Netherlands. Hold on. Did you say imprisoned as a magician? Mm-hmm. I think he was imprisoned because he was performing magic, would be my guess. Okay. Witchery. Sorry, I'm just chewing on that one. No problem. Knighted in the Netherlands, a sp- spy for Louis XV, and a librarian in Bohemia. I don't know if there's a real Don Juan. No. There was that movie, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What do what other people call a womanizer? Don Juan DeMarco. With Johnny Depp. Don Juan. A lot of Don Juan Johnny movies. Depp. Johnny Um. Casanova. No. Casanova. Mmm. Yeah. yeah. Or is this that kind of thing where I need to like get his full name? Casanova Day Napoli or something. <laughs> I like Casanova. Casanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Casanova. Casanova. Casanova is correct. Yeah, good one, Ryan. I get called that a lot. So there you, you go. Know. Giacomo Casanova. Oh, is his name? Um, yeah. Do good we have job. a penis size on the Wikipedia page? Or? Uh, five inches uncut. Nice. That's why they call me I, Casanova. It's not really the answer, <laughs> but you know. A lot of people not getting that. I thought the womanizer hint was going to give it away. Yeah. But a lot of people guessing. Uh, a lot of people guessing Don Juan DeMarco actually. Um, was Don Juan DeMarco a real figure, or was that the name of that movie? Not sure. Okay. But I remember hearing Don Juan before that movie came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I'm not sure if DeMarco was added for the movie character, or if that's based on the original Chicken or the Egg. Well, also, could be. Uh, I'm looking it up right what's, now. What's uh, the story of the nose? Serrano de Bergerac. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a womanizer, but, you know. Serrano. Yeah, sure. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Jerk? With He has the big nose on that one. Oh, no, that's Roxanne. Roxanne. Fuck. That's what you're thinking of. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Don Juan DeMarco is just the movie with uh, Johnny Depp and Marlon Brando. Oh. Don Juan is a legendary fictional Spanish libertine. Uh, so not even a real person. Damn. Definitely not Venetian. Mm-hmm. Makes his uh, appearance in plays and operas originally. Cool. And a satirical epic poem, Don Juan by Lord Byron. Sick. Donnie Wands. Famous racehorses. My next category <laughs> Fuck. for you guys. But I built in a little heavy metal clue as well okay. for this one. What racehorse... Won 20 of 21 races in its career, was honored in 1920 alongside Babe Ruth as Outstanding Athlete of the Year by the New York Times, and would inspire the name of a heavy metal band in the 1980s, who themselves have broken the Guinness World Record for loudest performance three times. What racehorse won 20 of 21 races in its career, was honored in 1920 alongside Babe Ruth as Outstanding Athlete of the Year by the New York Times, and would inspire the name of a heavy metal band in the 1980s, who themselves have broken the Guinness World Record for loudest performance three times? 
They've broken the record thrice. Thrice. Granddaddy. <laughs> this is not Granddaddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a reference to uh, when Ryan and I lived together, and he he knew who, who Granddaddy was. He'd heard them before, <laughs> but every time they would come on shuffle, like on the house music that we'd be playing, I go, "Oh, this is Granddaddy." <laughs> and this Ryan got sick enough of it at one point. He would go, "Hey Lee, is this Granddaddy?" <laughs> and then and then Lee got really annoyed with me by doing that. And um, yeah, so the Granddaddy like, cycle was born. It's like perfect strangers. That's what we consider the Granddaddy cycle. <laughs> who was Balky? Uh, you, you were Balky. Balky. I was Balky. Yes. Ryan's Balky. Yes. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> fine. Because of the Lee best is I very much Cousin Larry. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about right. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s band. I were say- they only around for the 80s? Because Judas Priest. So, I mean, two 80s bands that immediately jumped to mind are Judas Priest and uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, that's got to be it. Because I can't imagine Babe Ruth being inducted with something named Judas Priest. You know, that couldn't fly. But Iron Maiden, yes. I don't know. Um, horses have weird fucking names. Seabiscuit. This is metal band named Seabiscuit. <laughs> We're Seabiscuit. Yeah, I think um, it's Iron Maiden. It's gotta be crocus. <laughs> Is that made up? It's a band. It's a crocus. It's a metal band. It's a new Disney movie. Crocus Pocus. <laughs> I'd watch it. Hocus Crocus. Bunch of frogs celebrating Halloween. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, Iron Maiden. I mean, I, Iron Maiden is a is medieval it? torture device. Right, but you can, I, I could flower that up for a pet. You know, for a horse, you could be like, oh, it's, she's, I don't know. She's very strong and made of iron. She's very strong. She's made of iron. And not a closet full of needles. 80s metal band. Hmm. Megadeth? No. It's I thought the, you said a closet full of candles at first, like Elton John. <laughs> It's it's the Babe Ruth thing that makes me think it's not anything that's like Black Sabbath or... Well, Black Sabbath was in the 70s. Oh. And they stopped playing music or not? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's kind of... Were they only active during the 80s? Mm. I don't know, but that was their most prominent period. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, they might have hung Babe Ruth. A longer. If, it was, if they were more... Po- or if they started earlier, I, I wouldn't, you know... Fair. 80s is is the clue to their most active period. Mm. So there is a kind of car called a Pantera. Pantera is very loud, but they were also active in the 90s. Yeah. I I would say Pantera would be a good guess if it is a horse and a car may have been named after it. I don't know if Lee just doesn't know his heavy metal trivia. I don't know whether or not <laughs> for a fact that they were <laughs> That they were, um, I mean, they were active Think late 80s, early 90s. Like the public sensibilities back when Babe Ruth was a the jam, you know, and then he well, gets Pantera inducted. Pantera's not a bad name. But, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, what's, what's worse than 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, Babe Ruth and Pantera, or ladies and gentlemen, well, you're Babe just, Ruth. You're and- just putting that that meaning on it because you're like, I'm not trying bag to. Daryl. That's <laughs> it was like, a you know, racist. They didn't know that back then. They were like white power saluter <laughs> Phil Anselmo. Like they, they, you know. Coming and, in second and, is Grand Wizard. I will, I will just mention this. Mm-hmm. Pantera is reuniting. Ooh. Even though two of the members are dead. So it may have been something that he may have come across. Oh, I see. And, Pan- and so I'm trying not to get meta with it. You know, if you've listened, maybe you know that. I have. I've noticed you guys play each other. Not necessarily the question all the time. Like, if you get back into a corner. I'm just saying that in addition to this possibly be like all this other stuff that it's a loud band from the 80s. Mm-hmm. They were also big in the 90s. But I maybe you could argue that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think Far Beyond Driven came out in like 93, 94, which means Cowboys from Hell may have come out in the 80s, like maybe late 80s. Um, I feel a little encouragement now because I'm so vanilla and basic and not into music as much as Mark is, and that's why I'm not. I'm I'm so clear on my answer, and I understand where you're getting tangled up because you just have a lot of music to sift through. Yeah. yeah. I've got ton- and it was a metalhead, so I've got tons of... I mean, we haven't even gotten to like... White Snake, and I'm trying. The thing is, I'm trying to think of like loud metal bands. Are you gonna have a nosebleed? Anthrax. <laughs> I was thinking Anthrax too, but again, Babe Ruth and so, Anthrax. <laughs> um, I mean, the big four: Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer. Uh, I don't think it's Slayer. I think Slayer would be too much. So you, you get my but, sentiment. I mean, I understand your sentiment, but when you say like Pantera, like Pantera is a bad thing. Pantera at the time was not a bad thing. I associate it with um, Satanistic activities. And if well, you play their records, backwards. but if you were in 1920, you wouldn't, you'd right. be like, what the hell is a Pantera? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're trying to spell Panther. It's not um, like an anal cunt. Where you'd be like, <laughs> well, those are two words that we don't like to put next to each other. And one, we don't like to say at all. It's like, the okay. 1920 athlete of the year <laughs> alongside Babe Ruth. Anal cunt. <laughs> the newspaper spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Can we go with Pantera? Man, I really think you're you're missing up with Iron Maiden, but um, yeah, let's go with Pantera. We're going to say Pantera. What if I told you that this horse and this band share a name with an 80s band that broke the Guinness World Record for loudest performance three times named after a type of sea creature <laughs> when when uh, uh when i asked this question live and i gave the answer somebody yelled out from a table oh he didn't say it was a type of jellyfish man of war there it is man of war that's the name of the horse and the 80s metal band man of war sounds- jesus can you imagine <laughs> Babe Ruth and Man of War. People's heads must have been exploding, Ryan. No, no, they talked about war all the time back then. They loved it. That's like their favorite I thing to talk about. I got a new one coming up in 10 years. I mean, it's nothing compared to today. I got a new war every Man month or two. War. We, we like talking Damn. about war as well. I was never a huge fan of them. No, but they do have that trivia. They, yeah, they no. had the loudest performance three times, and uh, their name actually comes from that horse. They're named after the horse. Are they Damn. good? I, I feel mean, like 80s metal. They do. Yeah. yeah. 80s metal. Doesn't move. They're bad. 
<laughs> well, Ryan, how about you give us your last uh, question? Okay. Yep. Um, uh, uh, this, this one's like the worst one. Great. Um, what aggressive animal is heavily featured in the opening credits of the hit TV show Northern Exposure? Man of War. <laughs> moose, right? I think it's a moose. I think it's a moose uh, traipsing through. We're going to say moose. The town. It's moose. All right. All right. It's too easy. We'll just make this. This episode's going on a little long. Let's just cut <laughs> yeah. it short with moose. That's good. I guess you just didn't think we would know that, huh? I I wanted to uh, think about the opening credits, and I did, and I'm thinking about it now, and I think everybody is, and that was my point. Is that a show you would recommend? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought that was like getting me like, yeah, I can't wait to get people watching Northern Exposure. I don't know what the fuck that show's about. I just remember the opening credits was that Moose just, and, and people watched that. Like, we sat through those credits, and we watched yeah, somehow watched we knew that. that. We watched that I, Moose. You, have you ever seen that show? Have you yeah. seen that show? Oh, okay. What was it about? I can't remember. It takes I've place, only seen like an episode or two. It takes place in a town called Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. Canada. No, I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Northern Exposure, comma, Canada. They get terrorized by a moose daily. Is that one of those, yeah, it came on like after early edition or something like that. Um, is that one of those shows that takes place inside the snow globe? Uh, are, you, are you asking if it's a Tommy Westfall? That's exactly what I'm asking. Is that um, a Tommy Westfall show? Uh, probably. You know about probably. this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about the no, Yeah, no. Tommy Westfall. Hmm. Mark's looking right now. In the show, Rob Morrow played New York City native Joel Fleischman, a recently graduated physician who was sent to practice in Anchorage, Alaska for several years to repay the state of Alaska for underwriting his medical education. However, much to his chagrin, he is assigned to the much smaller remote town of Sicily, which is in need of a general practitioner. Originally, the show focused on Fleischman's fish-out-of-water experiences in rural Alaska, but as it progressed, it became more of an ensemble show focusing on various other Sicily residents. Exposed. I don't think it's part of the uh, Tommy Westfall universe here, which is St. Elsewhere is where that comes from. Look at this big bitch. Look at these two people that were on this show. (laughs) What a bunch of weirdos. (laughs) This woman with the thickest suspenders I've ever seen in my fucking life. I thought that was a vest. Yeah. Nope. It's probably... (laughs) (laughs) Those are suspenders. And there's a guy who looks like a cross between um, uh, Anthony Soprano and George Went, maybe. Rob Morrow. And Tommy Westphal universe would include Homicide, Life of in the Street, The X-Files, and Law and Order. And mm. th- that spinning out of St. Elsewhere, that TV show. Wait, X-Files is in a snow globe? That's the theory behind... Uh, we'll we'll explain time. it to you off mic. Yeah, okay. we've, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Yeah. Let's but. go ahead and take a little break. Mm-hmm. And let's come back with our third round. Are we going to do a rate my question? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We're going to do a rate my question and then last questions to bring this bad boy home. Tommy Westfall is... So, the TV show Seen Elsewhere. This is to help you edit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the TV show Seen Elsewhere... The end episode is this kid with autism looking at a snow globe, and the snow globe is the beginning of seeing elsewhere, like the hospital, saying, well, all we know is that he looks at that snow globe all day and, like, thinks up stories in his head, giving off the impression that all these TV show episodes for this thing have all existed inside his mind. 
on the show, they had characters from other TV shows, you know, crossovers, which were really big in the 70s and 80s and stuff. So if someone from Facts of Life was on uh, St. Elsewhere, then that means Facts of Life must exist in his mind also. There were two characters from St. Elsewhere that appeared on Homicide Life in the Street. There you go. So the two characters from St. Elsewhere appeared on a different show, implying that if those two characters are made up in this kid's mind and not real, then this other show must be another of his stories that are made up in that mind. And according to Wikipedia, by this extension... Uh, by extension, this hypothesis can be extended to include the science fiction programs The X-Files and Law and & Order due to various crossovers with characters from Homicide, in particular Detective John Munch. So it's a Homicide character now jumping over to other shows. I know this one, and yeah, Munch was on 30 Rock, but as himself oh. on the show, and if that was being filmed and yeah yeah so i know anything, and tina fey like, is a timmy westfall character there are like things that are like lemon. six or seven relations where it's like this one character that was on this that was on this that was on this that was on this was on this show you know it all links and it ends up like being 200 something tv shows that all must have existed in this kid's mind doesn't that take away the stakes of the characters though you know like how well can you, it's i no- mean it's not canon it's just like it's like a fan theory it's just a fan theory it's just basically it's like a dumb ending to one tv show but the implications are the implications are that because they're saying that these this one tv show exists in this kid's mind anybody who was from another tv show or anybody from this show that went to another show as that character because this all existed in his mind that means this other show must have and if anyone from Homicide Life on the Streets was on another show, then that show must be. And if that show must be anybody on that show that was on another show, so it's like, oh, well, Family Matters is an offshoot from Perfect Strangers. So if Perfect Strangers exists in this other universe, so must Family Matters. And if Family Matters is, and the character from that was on, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, then Fresh Prince of Bel-Air must exist. So it's yeah. like, you know, just this idea of this little kid having 200 TV shows in his mind. Okay, we're back. And it's time for a rate my question. We have a rate my question here from Proverbial Lightkeeper Rob. Ooh. The category is TV character names. Tommy Westfall. Okay. Here's the question. Though spelled differently, what first and last name are shared by a white teenage Midwestern stoner from a 90s Fox sitcom and a brilliant black neurologist on a late 2000s Fox drama. Though spelled differently, what first and last name are shared by a white teenage Midwestern stoner from a 90s Fox sitcom and a brilliant black neurologist on a late 2000s Fox drama? Who's on that that 70s show? What characters are on mm. there? Because yes. that's the first thing I'm thinking for 90s stoner from Fox. Uh-huh. Was that 90s? That was uh, Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher. Danny Masterson, who played mm-hmm. the stoner. Oh, I guess they were all kind of stoners, but yeah, I guess he was the mostly stony. And the most... Um, but he wants a character name, right? Yes. Do you know the character names? Fetch. 
Fez. No, yeah, Fez is, Fez one, of is one of them. Gripes. <laughs> He's got like a plural name. He's got a pluralized name, uh, right? Gramps. Yeah. It's not. But I also don't think that this is that 70s show. I thought that 70s show is like early 2000s. Is it? Yeah. The aughts. Late 90s. Hmm. Hmm. There's Otto from The Simpsons, man. It's not him. But that's, yeah. It's a late 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. For the brilliant black neuroscientist, could that be Omar Epps' character from House? Was he a neuroscientist? Oh, um, what's his name? Hold on. Do you know? No, I just remember Omar Epps, the actor. Give me a second. He's in I his used mind to palace. Watch, I used to watch House all he the time. He's in his mind palace. He shut the door. He's I'd, leafing through. And I don't I don't want to invade his space. What is that character? What is Danny Masterson's character on that 70s show? I kind of wrote him off as a human being because isn't he a monster? Isn't he like yeah, 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 he's a piece of shit. He's awful. Um Oh man. He had like a mononymic name on that 70s show. It was like Yeah, it was you know, it was very a singular dismissive. Name. Mm-hmm. Um But <sighs> Stoner. I should know this, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why you should. I have like a, <clears throat> I have like a blacklight poster in my room, and uh, a tapestry. You know, always got to have a tapestry you to look have at. Some kind of tie dye mm-hmm. tapestry covering over. It's like the dude's rug. He ties the room together. <laughs> uh, shit, man. White teenage Midwestern stoner. I got to imagine that that's that seventy show. Midwestern. Was there was there drug talk on Boy Meets World? No, no? I don't think so. Yeah, don't do them. <laughs> there was that episode, right? Hey guys, I know we had fun this time tonight, but I really want to talk about a serious subject: marijuana. God, I can't remember anyone's name from fucking house. Munch. All I remember is that there was Minch. The one chick with Huntington's disease, Dunch Olivia she Wilde, was like called like she was like fourteen. They called her before the time of eleven. There was fourteen no. on House. Yeah, I think they had a numerical like character. Yeah, yeah because she, when they were bringing in like the new people to fill in, he didn't want to remember everybody's name. Well, he he just like called her for whatever reason, called her by like the number that she was. <sighs> Nine of seven. There was an Australian guy. Butch. 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 Roseanne. There's the Australian guy. This is taking a long time. Yeah. There was. I think we're out of time here, man. No, 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 no. You can't do this where you ask me a question about fucking house and then you shut me off. <laughs> but I don't. I think house um, was the early two thousands too, wasn't it? Yeah, it does say late two thousands, but oh, does, oh, but yeah. um, yeah. I was feeling it was like early two thousands, but it might have gone into. I mean, that show yeah, lasted probably. like eight seasons, I think. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure, what, what's another Fox drama that has a brilliant black neuroscientist? I don't even know that Omar has played a neuroscientist necessarily, but on Fox, mm-hmm. I wasn't watching a lot of Fox in the late two thousands. Did they even allow diversity on Fox at that time? 
I think I that's they, just I when they, they started. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they wrapped Cuddy, that up a year Cuddy later. was the name of the woman who ran yep. yeah. everything. So mm-hmm. there was Cuddy. His there friend. was House. There was, what's his name? He had three names. Robert. Sean Leonard. The oncologist. Who played the oncologist. Yep. Um, whose name. Chase. Is the Australian guy. Dr. Chase. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's great. We're getting closer. Yeah. So we got mm-hmm. Chase. We've got House. We've got. Um, Cuddy. Cuddy. Um, we've got, um, Doctor. I keep thinking of Dr. Epps, but it's not his fucking name. Um, it's the easiest job when your character name is your also your actor name. Cuddy, Chase. Like Matt Walsh from a Who was the game. chick that was in love with him? Cuddy. Jesus Christ. Wasn't it Cuddy? No. no. Well, they were kind of in love with each other, but there was a woman who was originally on the team who was like really pretty and she like obviously had like a huge Well, we don't need her name. We need Omar Epps's name. But I'm trying to think of like the core Is it group Bench? of them. Well, so how house um what um what's the name of uh Watson? Wilson. So mm-hmm. House and Wilson was supposed to be like Holmes and Watson. Yeah, mm. I didn't. I never caught on to that. Well, okay. There you go. So I'm I'm closing in. So we got Wilson. <laughs> Let's do it. We got. I need you, Chase. We've Spoiler got isn't even the right character. <laughs> we've got the woman who was in love with him. Danny and then Masterson. we've got as not red Omar Epps. I'm gonna start sussing on seventy show. As what was the main character on that 70s show? Tover Gray's character? Yeah. Uh, Eric. Eric. Eric uh, Foreman. Eric Foreman. Eric Foreman. Eric Foreman. Eric Foreman. It's Foreman. Yes. Is yes. It? Yeah. Eric Foreman. Well, I don't know. I'm maybe okay. I'm celebrating too early. Let me look at the answers here. It's Dr. Foreman. Oh. Uh, yep. Uh. Yep. Yes! Wow. Don't yeah. you quit on me! You Don't you all fucking quit on me! <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Okay. Thank you. Great job. What it a took fucking us a little bit to get job. there. But we got the there. The dual sus of the characters. Oh my god! I feel such relief. <laughs> if you would have told me Eric Foreman, I would have destroyed your fucking house. I would have been like the Tasmanian goddamn devil. But <laughs> was he a stoner? I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, there was there were scenes where they were all smoking in the basement. Okay. Like I feel like that was a regular mm-hmm. shot where they were all smoking in the basement. <sighs> they put the camera on the lazy Susan. He played Hyde. Danny Master played Stephen Hyde, Hyde. in yeah. that '70s show, and Ashton Kutcher's character. One of these guys has to be named Bench or something like that. Bench. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen an episode of that '70s show. Oh, You're not missing anything. Well, that's great that we were able to suss that through with both. Uh, both aspects of the of the question. Um, Kelso. That's Ashton Kutcher's character. Yeah, I remember Michael that. Kelso. Which is Portuguese for bench. So Ryan? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, do you want to wrap it up? We gotta rate our question here. Oh shit. Yeah, we yeah, gotta a rate plus. this thing. Giving it an A plus. I am going to give this full pibs. With an X, Pibs X right here. Damn, on this the one. X factor. Proverbial lightkeeper, Rob. Congratulations on a Pibs X, capital P, popular 
television's always popular. This is very interesting to find this connection between these two shows. Uh, the hints are great. Um, definitely told us like what shows we needed to be looking at. Like we we sussed out '70s show and House way before we got to the actual mm-hmm. answer. So the hints are perfect, and we even had some speculation on whether or not the TV shows are right by somebody over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, short and sweet, I would not change a word of this thing. And the X Factor, the sus came together wonderfully, as we saw. Pibs X. Now, Ryan, you have to choose your own system by which to rate this question. Oh, okay. What will your system be, and how will you rate it? Uh, My system will be out of one to five blunts, and uh, I'll give this four and a half blunts. Wow. You are getting a lot of weeds weeds. on this question. What would have taken it to make it a five? blunt question uh to not make me frustrated um oh he wants easy i, I want easy okay just f- spoon feed me everything okay. you you don't feel like you could have soloed that question not at all yeah no. all yeah. right fair enough yeah. fair enough if you have a rate my question, if you want to uh, write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a rate my question, you can do so at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or call us 1 929 356 6966 or find us on social media. Ryan, it is time, my friend. Give us your last question, won't you? Oh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Sadly, we're coming close to the end of the episode here. Oh, fuck. Um, three characters connect the tv show community and breaking bad who are they or no three actors i'm sorry three actors Mm. connect the tv show community and breaking bad who are they okay so three actors that have i'm assuming have appeared in both shows Mm. Mm -hmm. um i haven't seen a lot of community i've seen some of it this question is made for fletcher yeah he loves those shows this is like Custom built for Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Redheads eat it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, redhead shows. Yep. Well, I can. We can talk about who it isn't. We should have Ryan on for the next Ginger Palooza. Mm-hmm. Do I qualify? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Right We've like, had two of them. <laughs> We've had two Ginger Paloozas where Mark wasn't here. I don't know why I got called the Ginger, or maybe I was just excluding myself from that. You were excluding we had, yourself. We had all gingers. gingers. Yeah, I got a little red in my beard, but I wouldn't. Stop I wouldn't it. say I'm gingery. You're not at all. No. I wouldn't say it here. I wouldn't say it. I would not. Um, well, it's not Chevy Chase, right? I don't think so. I don't remember him on uh, Breaking Bad. It's not Joel, whatever. McHale. McHale. I don't think he was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not. Um, Who's the lady from Glow? The wrestling show. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember her name. Abby, no. Uh, side note, Danny Trejo, he was on Breaking Bad. I could see him cameoing on Community as a comedic role. He loves comedy. He loves doing things outside of his tough guy image. Yeah, could be. Could it be Ken Jong? I don't remember seeing him on... Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. What about the guy that plays Hank? Could be. Um, you know his name? And the guy that plays Mike. That the guy, guy who loves, plays Mike is one of them. He does. He loves comedy, too. Yes. What's his name? 
Um, boy, oh boy. Mike and Hank. Mike and Hank. Yeah. You need the actors' names? I was hoping. <laughs> that says the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping for. I find that actors' names are pretty hard. So sometimes I will ask, you know, um, the characters that they play, you could give me. But that's okay. We're in the final round here. This can be a tough question. Dean Norris mm-hmm. is the guy who Hank. plays Hank. Yep. Let's go with him. Danny Trejo, Dean Norris. And the guy who plays Mike Ehrman Trout, who I know is definitely one of them. His real name is... It could be Mike. Maybe it's one of those roles where they give him the same name. Let's just call him Mike Ehrman Trout. Okay. The I'll guy who plays that. Mike Ehrman Trout. I'll accept that. Okay. How'd we do? Wait. Is that Danny Trejo, Dean Norris, and Mike. So I fucked up. Apparently there's another one. Um, oh, so, I, thought it, okay. I thought it was three just, out of four. Name three out of four then? Yeah, that's the question. Sure. Okay. okay uh, we're three. You still got it wrong. Oh. Oh. You got one right. That was Jonathan Banks. That's Michael Urban. Jonathan Trout. Banks. And then oh. uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh. And then I was thinking Vince Gillian because he has like a little cameo in Breaking Bad, but then he also has like a bigger spot in Community. Oh, really? Vince yeah. Gilligan is in Community? Uh, he plays a, a a cowboy on a VHS game board thing. Okay. Fistful of bullets. See, to me, that's the coolest nugget out of that. I would maybe rewrite the question about Vince Gilligan's involvement because he created Breaking Bad. That's that, that's the juicy element. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with your question. Well, Matt L. Jones, who plays Badger, he's the other one. Oh, oh yeah. No. All right. Badger. Yeah, those other the other three, I feel like they're maybe a little bit harder to guess, those names. But, um, man, Vince Gilligan being on community i didn't i had no idea he and he's Vincent in Gligan. he's in breaking bad on he, screen yeah he has it like i think on the last season he's like probably got some small, little, small little part okay you or me that's very interesting uh i went first this episode so i'll go first now okay first released in 1992 which was the first disney song to ever win the grammy award for song of the year 92. 92. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Right? Could be. Yeah. Well, 94 was Lion King. So 92 is a little bit before. I was going to say, I can show you the world. I can show you the world. Something, something. Uh, duh, nah. From, uh, what's it called? Aladdin. Yeah. That's actually a really good guess. Thanks. You want to say that? A whole new world. Yeah. We're going to say a whole new world. That is correct. By Alan Menken and Tim Rice. There you go. Performed by Pabo Bryson and Regina Bell. Good old Pabo. Beating out Billy Joel, Jim Steinman, Sting, and Neil Young. That year. I'm so pissed. Mm Mm-hmm. Stinge. It's Sting. <laughs> it's it is Sting. Well, that's pretty fascinating. Not this time though. Yeah. It is a whole more, more a of whole that new world. On August 13th at Pointy Bell. Indeed. All right, here is your last question 
of the day. Cassius Clay, later Muhammad Ali, won the light heavyweight boxing gold medal at the Rome Olympics in what year? I know you don't like your questions. However, this is an Olympics question. So mm-hmm. I feel like you have some easy way to suss. Just uh, go, go by four-year four increments. And this is the medal that he threw into the river, right? I believe so. So fuck this. Because mm-hmm. of the Vietnam War, if I remember correctly. So it's got to be before the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't f- want to do all that math, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a you problem, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we knew a year of the Olympics we could start from around that time. I'm thinking it's going to be early 60s. There was an Olympics in the 84, right? In the 84s? I think so. So if we're going to the 80s, I might as well do the math here. There should have been one in the 80s. last year. But there wasn't. But there wasn't because of the pandemic. So they had it this year, right? No comment. And it was the Winter Olympics this year? I don't... Yeah, it didn't happen just now. The summer. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Would that be, Aren't they in even years? So it'd be 20, 2020, let's say. Right. Is the Winter Olympics. So then we'll go to 2016. So then... No, 2018 would be summer. This would be a summer event. Right. And then we could go by fours. Okay. So we'd have to start 2018. with 2018, 2014, 2010, 1974, 1974, 1974, 1974, so when did Vietnam start? Yeah. Um, the late 60s, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's got to be 66. 66. That gives right. him, an, he's a young man. He's not Muhammad Ali yet. He's Cassius mm-hmm. Clay. That's enough time for the war to get going and him to get upset about it. Pollution is kind of a thing, but not too much where he can't throw something into a river. Oh, yeah. He didn't yeah, care. He didn't care. Shit. 66. Does it float? Yeah. 66. Sorry, that was incorrect. <laughs> 1960 is the correct answer. Oh, 1960. So we were off by two years some way. And I don't whether know, it be the... I don't know when... When the Olympics were or when the... He was 18 years old. Uh, he won the light heavyweight division at the 1960 Summer Olympics and turned professional later that year. Became a Muslim in 1961 is when he changed his name oh, to Muhammad Ali. So if you know that, that's, that's a, a good, yeah. uh, good mile marker there. No he intended. renounced his birth name as his slave name and formally changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Well, there you go. I appreciate that that was the only sports question other than the... But it was a year question. question. Oh, yeah. So true. to me, it's, I don't know, it still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But <laughs> I don't blame you. You had a lot of information in there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Mark, Ryan, fantastic <laughs> oh. episode of The No-No. Oh, thank you. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, do you have any place that you would like to plug upcoming shows that people can check you out live in your comedy stylings? People love that, right? Your comedy stylings. All the stylings. Yeah. yeah. I got a closet full of stylings. Um, He's wearing his sunglasses half on his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so silly. Um, <laughs> Fire Betty's in Tallahassee is a really great venue. They have a Tuesday show at 9 o'clock every Tuesday. 
Birds Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack every Wednesday at 8.30. There's a comedy show. And then every other Saturday, there's a, there's a comedy show at Birds. And, uh, yeah. Right on. We'll have to get you down for a show here down in Southwest Florida. Some like of our that. local listeners can uh, check you out. Help me. And we- <laughs> Bag hutch. <laughs> bags, bags, bags. <laughs> Time. He's got um, all the references, folks. We, yeah. He knows them all. <laughs> I just watched the bag hutch the other day. Uh, and uh, and I would urge all people that live in Florida or close to Tallahassee to stop by there. It's a wonderful town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go Get some oysters this. from birds. There you go. Or a burger. Their burgers are really good. Burgers are good. And the comedy night is fun. I've seen that uh, several times. Ryan, thanks again. Thank you. God love you. God love you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please join us. Just this Monday morning, this will be the last Monday morning, starting next week, Fridays. So we have a little bit of a hike before we get to our next episode. Unless mm. you support us on Patreon, then you can have early access to our next episode on Wednesday of next week. And that will be the routine going forward. New episodes on Friday, unless you're on Patreon, you can get those a couple days early on Wednesday. So definitely go to uh, our website, click on the support link at the top. That will take you to our Patreon page. You can sign up there, get immediate access to all of our bonus episodes that we have up, and again, early access to our future episodes. You can also support the no-no by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. And of course, you could leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform, but we do want to thank some people who have signed up to support us on Patreon, don't we, Mark? Yes, and those lucky people that will be able to get the episode on Wednesday, including, and we've got some new people here today, including our new quiz daddy, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor. Thank you again yes, uh, thank for you. signing up to become a quiz daddy. And also, uh, thank you for the extra uh, bonus money that you throw away. We appreciate you. Uh, as well as Brandon Long, Adam Volkett, Esme, and Esma, and Red Crest Fried Chicken, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Moe, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook. We also have some new proverbial light keepers, Adam and Cole. Give them a round of applause. Oh, yeah. As well as Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John, Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Pez, and Justin M., Justin Manowar, Justin Monaco, and thanks to our Rumpel Snailskins, we also have some new uh, Rumpel Snailskins, or one, Ian, give him a round of applause. Oh, yeah. Andrea, Thank you, Ryan. He is, Ryan is clapping for you, Ian. Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my friends, uh, I'm sorry, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, Mike C. Mike, coin-operated holy water. Mike J. Mike, just sign up for our Patreon, and like Mike, Mike J did, to Mike, get our episodes two days early. Just do it. And Mike K. Mike Kelso is Ashton Kutcher's character on That 70s Show. Uh-huh. If you'd like to write us with a Rate My Question. Or rate us with a Rate My Question. Or a missed correction, trivia at gmail.com is the email address. Or you can give us a call at 1-929-356-6966. <laughs> Six, six. <laughs> 
And if you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Uh, there is talk, there is quizzle, there is uh, trivia knowledge. People have been posting pages from trivia books. Uh, it is the place to be if you want it's to expand delightful. your trivia mind. It is a hungry place for trivia lovers, so check it out. Um, just check the show notes for the show. <laughs> just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service, just like Ryan is going to do. Five stars only, please. Until next time, no nonsense listeners. Have a great week. You loved that. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah.